0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading & Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading & Learning. This is episode number 451, How Can I Get Started on My Novel? Now, this is something we've talked about uh, multiple times on Leading and Learning, but I still get this question on a regular basis. Just this past week, the question came in, had a chat with somebody. They were actually asking this question, how do I get started? I've got an idea, but how do I transfer that idea into reality? How do I get started on writing my book? How do I get started on writing my book? novel. And because the question keeps coming in, we will keep answering it. So we've covered some of this material before, but we're going to look at it a little bit differently today. Try to give you maybe some fresh ideas, some fresh insight on getting started on writing your bestseller. And of course, that's a bit of a stretch because you might write a bestseller, but likely that doesn't start. We don't start off that way. But the important thing is, to get it out there. And if you're if you're looking for a bestseller right off the bat, eh, you might be a little disappointed. At the same time, can you get a novel published? 100%. If you're willing to put in the work, you certainly certainly can. I'm coaching people on a regular basis who are doing just that, and I know you can too. So, how do I get started? Well, the first thing that I always ask is what is your story. And I listen to what they say. And what I find is people do have stories. They do have ideas for stories, but they've never really narrowed it down. It's, it's like war and peace. It's, it's this broad, wide, maybe even deep idea for a story. So the first thing I say is, listen, listen, listen. If you've never done this, Sit down at your computer, open up your notebook wherever you do your writing, and summarize your story in one paragraph. That's a great starting place because when you summarize it in a paragraph, it forces you to uh, really develop your thoughts. It forces you to say, this is where I want to start, this is where I want to go, and this is how I want to end. So really, let's not. Before we go anywhere else, let's do this. It's not um, uh, really optional. I, I do this for every single one of my books. I write a synopsis, a summary, um, and there's a difference. I'm going to explain that in just a second. But but write that summary, write that synopsis because it's going to guide you as you start the journey of writing your book. So what is the difference? The The summary in a paragraph is the short idea. That's your elevator pitch. The synopsis, I would say, really no more than maybe um, two or three paragraphs. It doesn't have to be long, but you need to have the basic ideas of where you want to go. Um, You'll probably introduce your characters in the the synopsis. Um, In the summary, you're basically just given the idea of where you want to go, what kind of story it's going to be, what the basic plot is. But in a synopsis, you're going to go a little bit more in depth. So this is the first question. If somebody asks me, how do I get started writing my novel? The first thing I'm going to ask is, what is your story? Let me read your summary or your synopsis for Don't go away, we will be right back. We're just getting started. We've got several other great tips to give you on getting started on writing your novel. But before we do, I wanted to let you know, we're talking about great stories. So this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my series, the six-book zombie terror war series. Now listen, whether you like zombies or you don't like zombies, I encourage you to check this series out if you like fast-moving, action-packed novels. These stories are full of thrills. They're full of um, exciting uh, shootouts and, and, and really just some interesting uh, story development, character development. Uh, you know, the good guys don't always win. And, and, and I've had people actually get mad at me because, you know, characters die, but that's reality. But this is a story uh dealing with zombies but we approach it a bit differently we approach it as a bioterror attack on america and how are we gonna deal with it when people start getting sick dying and then coming back as zombies but remember this is a terror attack so we're not only dealing with zombies we're also dealing with terrorists so our good guys our heroes are our, our tr- they're all former military former law enforcement and they are tasked with um, trying to right the ship, if you will. So listen, check the series out. You can click on Amazon. You can just click the link right there on, on, on your page. It'll take you to Amazon. You can get the whole series, or you can download them separately. There's six great books. They're all standalone novels. There's a little romance, a lot of humor, but there's a lot of intense action as well. I've had people say, listen, I had to actually put the book down and take a breath because there was so much action. So, by all means, check out the Zombie War, Terror War series. I know you're going to love it. The beauty of Amazon is you can listen to or read a little bit for free. Yes, they're on audio, and I know for those of you who, who love audiobooks, check them out. I know you're going to love them. All right, well, we're back. We're talking about how to get started on your novel. And the first question we always ask is, what's your story? Give me a summary. Give me a synopsis of what your story is. And then number two, remember we're talking about how to get started. Number two, who are your characters? It's tough to write a book unless you've identified who your characters are. Now You don't need all of them, but I would say start a character list with your main character and the other maybe two or three characters that you've got to start with. And what I always do, I keep a character list for each novel. And I've got my main characters, I've got my secondary characters. I identify them because, here's the thing, when you start creating a lot of characters in a novel, it's easy to forget names, it's easy to forget backstories. So I find it's just so much easier if I've got a character list, the names are there, And I'll typically add some details about that character. If they're your main character, um, it's good to have some backstory. Who are they? What makes them tick? Where did they come from? Uh, Why are they an expert in whatever field they're an expert in? Uh, What's their relationship history? What are they doing? It's good to have some backstory when you're dealing with your main characters. And even some of your secondary characters, it's good to know their history. So i always recommending starting with two or three. You don't need to have all your characters when you start writing, but you need to have a few because what you'll find is, this is what most authors will tell you, as you start writing, as your story starts unfolding, you realize, oh, I need a character that does X. Um, I need a character that does blank right here. And then you can create the character. But go to the character list and always add them to your character list because you'll be so glad that you did later on if you have to refer back to that particular character. So who are your characters? Have two or three to start with, create a list, add some details, and backstory. And also, when you're creating characters... um, how, how, how do you do that? I get that question a lot, and and everybody's going to do it a little bit differently. Some of my characters are based on people that I've known and worked with. Um, some, I just ha- needed to have a character that would act a certain way. That's fine, too. But really put some thought into your characters. And also, you know, here's the thing about creating characters. They don't all have to be perfect. I think one of the things that draws people into certain novels Uh, Into certain stories is when the characters are flawed. Maybe they're dealing with an addiction. Maybe they're dealing with a loss. Maybe they're dealing with some other issue. But there's something powerful uh, in our human nature that draws us in when we see somebody who's, because we all deal with things, right? We all battle things. And so when you see a character who's overcoming the odds with their own personal struggles, it really, really adds a a, a beautiful touch of reality. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having characters that are normal and and functional and all that good stuff, but nobody's perfect. And so having characters that have their own human flaws and struggle in certain ways, um, there's something very, very powerful about that. So who are your characters? Number three, number three, what is your setting? Where is your story being set? I'm always surprised when uh, I'll talk to somebody about their story, and they'll they'll share the summary with me, they'll share the synopsis, and then when I ask about the setting, they kind of draw a blank because they really haven't given that any thought. Well, listen, setting is incredibly important. Is your city? Is, is your setting? Um, is your story set in a particular city? Is it set in a particular country? Is it set in a rural area? Is it set in an urban area? Um, You you know, it it really comes down to uh, this setting is going to help you. It's going to create the backdrop where you place your character. So it really, really matters. Um, I've talked about setting before, but listen, setting is one of those things that can make or break your story. Now, if you're writing a fantasy novel, I've got a friend who's in the process of, of, of creating a fantasy novel. Great story. And and of course, uh, she has to create a world. And so world building in, 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 the, in the realm of fantasy is beyond where I want to go here today. But what is the setting that your story takes place? Is it modern day? Is it set in a particular historical time? How does that play out? for you. And setting adds realism. Setting adds realism to your story. If you're setting your story in Los Angeles and you've never been there, that's okay. But you still got to do some research to make it realistic. If you're setting your story in uh, Mexico City and you've never been there, what are you going to do to make it realistic? So there's ways to do that, but it involves some research. And that's great because there's plenty of times I've used settings where I've never been, but I've done the research to try and get it right. Uh, what skills, if, is, is this a, if this is a thriller and you're using uh, maybe military characters Are you using a military base as your setting? Well, that's great. But if you've never been on one and you don't know the lingo, um, some readers are going to pick that up pretty quickly. If you're using a setting that's another country other than the one you live in, uh, how is that going to affect the language that is used? So these are all things that come into play. But again, your setting is really the backdrop. And if it's right, nobody even notices it. But if it's wrong, everybody notices it. Um, that's the beauty of, uh, of of getting the setting right. People don't even question it. People just it just the story just flows out of it. But when you get it wrong, if you give facts about a city that's wrong, or you use language wrong for another country, um, whatever it might be, people are going to pick up on that, and you lose um, really some of your. Uh, integrity as a writer, people are going to judge you for that. Uh, So it's really, really important. You know, one of the things about setting, and of course I'm writing thrillers, when I read other thrillers, when I'm reading uh, law enforcement procedure, military, weapons, that kind of thing, and the writer gets it wrong, it just jumps off the page at you. And Whatever your skill set is, maybe it's computers Maybe it's something else. But when somebody says something and they just get it wrong, it just really takes away the the credibility of the author because we live in 2024. There's no excuse for not being able to find the answer to a question. So by all means, get your setting right. And then number four, start writing. Listen, I've just given you three practical, important things you need to do, things you need to think about before you start writing, but these things aren't long and involved. Writing a summary, you should be able to do that in about 15 minutes. Writing a synopsis, you should be able to knock that out in about an hour. Putting your character list together is a little bit more complicated because you've got to kind of think and put your backstories together and like that, But, but at the same time, you don't have to have your full cast of characters start with two, three, four. Um, I think when I first started my series, um, I started off with I think four or five, six main characters and and some of these are still with me today going into my 12th novel. And then after a few chapters, I had to add some more. I needed another team. So I put those guys together and girls and and, and, and so that was how it started to flow. But you don't have to have them all at the same time. You don't have to have them all at the beginning, but put some characters together. And then number three, as we said, is create your setting. But again, this is something that's not going to take forever and ever. Do the research, and then start writing. Start writing is such a big deal. I think sometimes, I've got a friend who, who really, he's been working on a novel for a long time, and the biggest thing for him was just starting. It's got an idea, got an idea, but at some point, you got to start writing. Sit down in front of your computer or open your notebook up, if you're going to do it longhand, and start doing it. And, you, you know, you don't need to have all the fancy tools and bells and whistles. All you need is a computer with uh, Microsoft Word or some other word processor that you can start putting your stuff down. And the sooner you start writing, the sooner you're going to start to feel those Um, uh, and and I'm not even quite sure how to describe it, when that creativity starts to get stirred inside of you and your story starts to unfold on the page, you're going to say, oh, why haven't I started before? So get started writing. So how do you start your novel? How do you get started on your novel? These things that we just talked about. That's how we do it. Don't overthink it. There's plenty of great resources out there on the internet, but honestly, if you take these four things that we've talked about, you can get started writing a novel and developing a story that other people are going to want to read. All right, we'll we'll stop there, but I'd love to hear from you. Can you think of any other things that you really, really need before you get started on your novel? And if you want any other advice or more in-depth discussion of this, send me a question. Um, like I say, this is bir- this, this episode was birthed out of somebody asking that question. How do I get started? How can I get started on my novel? Well, listen. You got a question? Go to davidspell.com. davidspell.com leave me a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. My, you can connect with me by email on there. Um, also, make sure you... Uh, s- s- drop your email address in the subscription box so that we can stay in touch. I send out a newsletter a few times a year and just let you know some of the projects that I'm involved in in different parts of the world. And I'd love to keep you in, in-, in the know as well. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. We will see you next week on Leading and Learning.